Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to What's the Topic Again podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Imaria Love, a.k.a. Mars on the Internet. And I'm Deborah Love. And today we're going to be talking about just pets, uh, pets that we had in the past, to our current one, our current crazy monkey, which she's in the room with us as we speak. Hopefully she won't be talking in this podcast right. episode. And plus, for Black History Month, we're going to be talking about three individuals, one male and two females anyway, yes, about yes. Uh, the, in the field of, ven- at least being a veterinarian anyway. And the first in the, the field. first in their field. And we just want to show, shed some light on these three individuals, especially, yes. you know, their struggles and how they even had to get there and everything like that. Because trust me, in the veterinary field, it's it's, it's, it's a tough one. I can tell you that for sure. And I feel like y'all going to like it. Of course, as always, if you want to see our blog post about these three individuals, they will be up by then. So click the link in the description and it will take you straight to it. Credits to all of the um outlets and websites and stuff like that and um we're gonna take a break and we're gonna start talking about some pets all righty mama uh, let's start with you because uh i know you specifically how many you had only one you personally have that's the one that you told me anyway i've had one personally yeah and then as a child we had pets i didn't know that no yeah our first pet as a child was named Pup Pup. <laughs> so he was a, a stray. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to say Uncle Johnny is the one that found the dog. Oh. But he was a stray, of course. You know, strays, you feed them, they become yours. And that's that's how he was. I want to say he was a mixed breed of um, maybe a German Shepherd lab. But he looked more German Shepherd. Mm. But, um, yeah, his name was Pup Pup. <laughs> so we had him. He lived a few years, you know, in our neighborhood when I was growing up in our low-income neighborhood, you know, if dogs did certain things or people felt like they pooped in their yard and did, they poisoned the dogs back then. Oh. Yeah. So, and, and they still, people still it's not like do, people don't do, that to the do day. things like that it's today. Sometimes even worse, you know. Right. But um, she she did live a few years with us and um, something happened where as, you know, we found her underneath the house, and she had passed away. No. So that's our first dog. Our second dog. Uh, you might hear her in the background because she wants she to get out. She want to go bother people. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and then our second pet, which is my mom and my aunt was coming back from Miami, Florida. They taking mm-hmm. a trip down there. They were coming back, and they seen this dog on the side of the interstate. Mm-hmm. They picked, and it was really a puppy at the time. Mm. They picked the puppy up, brought the dog from Florida back to Mississippi, and we named him Hitchhiker. <laughs> Is it actually off of like the the show? Is yeah, it, I mean, from like the show. Well, you know, people hitchhike, yeah. so he was a dog. Oh, okay, so, so off of that Hitchhiker, okay. yeah, and he lived for a long time. Um, my dad. I think he took him hunting a few times, but Hitchhiker was a really, really good protective dog. Mm-hmm. So another mixed breed, stray dog, of course. I think it was just, by him being a puppy, mm-hmm. someone probably just dumped the puppy out at Either the side of the, the road. Either dumped the puppy or, or the mom pup. specifically did not, didn't get the mom specifically. Right, and he just 
probably just strayed away. Yeah. But yeah, he lived. He lived for a long time. I mean, a long time. How long, Benjamin? Or can you think? Um, I was in high school when they got. No, I wasn't in high school. No, I was in college when they got him. I had already moved out the house, and he was still alive. Cause I know, um, your auntie, she seen how his hair turned gray, you know, as far as his age and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he, he passed away. Then my other pet and my first one as an adult on my Uh own was a cinnamon. No, she wasn't cinnamon. She she was was cinnamon. Cinnamon was a darker, darker brown. I thought she was light brown. She was light brown. This is cinnamon. When it comes to chows anyway, because it was yeah, a chow chow. She was uh, a chow chow. Full breed chow chow. Black tongue and everything you said. <laughs> yeah. Her name was Nicole. And she was really a beautiful, beautiful dog. If uh, I was I I wish I we think had I, I, I if you took it on your phone or whatever specifically, which I don't think it would. Back in that time, it No, not was, on your phone. Like, more sense of, like, the actual picture. You took the picture of the picture. Okay, well, that is in storage. Oh, yeah. So, so I, I, like, I wish we could show you pictures, yeah, but. I don't have Maybe that on a later note, but specifically, she was a very pretty one. I was not existed back then, but mm-hmm. I saw pictures. I'm like, she did do pretty small things, too. Right. And then, with you, your first pet was a uh, black Labrador retriever. Her name was Angel. She was everything bulky dog. But mm-hmm. uh, the vet said she was like mixed with a pit, uh, which I'm like, how? <laughs> I think it was more rock, not Rottweiler. Doberman, uh, Doberman, Doberman, that's because what I was thinking of. of. Doberman, because yeah. her, how her ears just stood up. And, yeah. it, and it looked like a Doberman, how it would be with her right. beaks and these small head and just large ears. That's what it looked like. And, um, had her for a few years, had to um, let her go for certain circumstances that we that's a little too touchy for me. But our recent one, which we got collectively. Yeah, we're going to put pictures of Angel with a tutu on, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, on here. Oh, right I'll here. tell you a little bit of backstory specifically about that since you did that. Uh, so we were coming from church, mm-hmm. and we... It was like a pet store next to this Kroger near and close to my house. And we went into like Kroger for something. You couldn't find it. You said we'll right. find it another time. Right. But then I asked you specifically, um, hey, could we go over there to that pet store? Is that a pet store down there? Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, we can go over there and see everything. I'm not, I'm not, not too big on pet stores. No, because, because it had like a whole exhibit of like lists and stuff. And you're like, no, no. And we sometimes they put the slithering ones right there in the front yeah and um we walked up in there and immediately to my right i just mm-hmm. saw just new puppies yeah. just freshly it was like golden retrievers and also like black um uh, i'm gonna say black labrador retrievers that's what i'm trying to say and they were adorable they all you hear just was right just because right. like, they're just they under trying to understand what's going on right now that's what <laughs> they're doing and I'm like, I wish we could take one of them home. And um, I know we went out the pet store. You called my dad, and you told him about everything about that. He, well, when we made it home, I told him. Yeah. I told him about it. Yeah. And then uh, he said, I'll be right back. And then probably a rough cut 15 minutes later, 
you just see a tiny black puppy in the house with a bag of food, yeah. little little dish, and everything. Because it's a video of her carrying one of them little toys across the room. Yeah. Yeah, she and, was something else. And she specifically was entered into our life, and um, he was like, I got it for you, Imari, specifically he for got you. Her. He got her for himself. Yeah. But specifically, I was like, we go keep her? <laughs> because I was like five or six years old, I believe. Yeah. And like I said, had to give her up because of certain circumstances that we will not talk about. Well, Cause well I, we can say one point was we really didn't have time right, for her. I because mean, I was, I was working. He was working. And plus, I had school and also mm-hmm. cheerleading, and that took up a lot of my time. And she was more of an outdoorsy dog. Yeah. She was more independent. Yeah. Really, she was. Like, she needed she like would somebody. Break out that, the fence and yeah. just go. Like, she needs somebody that could be adventurous as her. Like, someone right. that's like a hiker or just someone that travels a lot, right. something like that. Right. And it just, you know, she just, she was our temporary dog. That was it. Yeah, I mean, she needed that, she needed that attention yeah. that we weren't able to give to her at that time. Yeah. So, I mean, her the best option that we had for her, I, I think it, it turned out better for her that yeah, way. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. But... We got a crazy monkey. Yeah. We got, we got, we, <laughs> that whole story on its own, you need to tell from your perspective because I just was like the decision maker, if you would. Well, we have been looking around. We've been saying the breed of animal or at least dog that we want. And Husky was one of the ones that, yeah, that came up along list. with a golden retriever, Irish settler, German shepherd. Yeah. I don't think I ever said. Uh, we said Australian shepherd too. Yeah. Yeah. That. And, you know, we were talking about dogs. Well, a young lady that I used to work with, she knew a woman who had a kennel, and she had just had a litter of four breed Siberian Huskies. And she was selling them at a cheap price. Like, we were shocked at the price. We are like, that much? Right. For a Husky with blue eyes and everything? Right. Because if y'all don't know anyway... Huskies with they're full bred and also have like icy blue eyes like Luna does anyway. She specifically would have been probably like in almost the thousands, mm-hmm. but it was like half of that. Less than half. Less than half of that. Wow. It was, uh, full disclosure, it was three hundred dollars. That's so, crazy. And I, at that time, I'm thinking, well, I wish I would have bought another one. I yeah. wish I would have got a sibling of hers yeah. as well because, you know, uh, because but he, they were separated. Yeah, you know, because like, she got the brother, the, the young lady who was telling me about it, she mm-hmm. ended up getting a boy and we end up with a girl. Mm-hmm. And I think it still probably was some more. Yeah. I wish I would have told her two instead of one. I mean, because of, if you don't know what Huskies, Huskies in my opinion, it's not like they can't be independent on their own, but Sometimes, as the saying goes, it's be- better than at least what is two as a pair. What what that one is? I don't know. I'm just thinking to myself. I I'll probably pull up what like yeah. what what I mean. But she she, she she be trying to come up with stuff and and think that sometimes it's gonna be one is in good, my head. but it's better better with two. That's what I'm trying to say. Two is better than one. one? Yeah, that's the that's okay. the one. We I figured it I out. Did think it <laughs> we figured it out. Two is better than one because um. With huskies, anyway, or at most, you know, some sort of uh, very active dog, sometimes one is, at least, is okay if it's consistently active with the other 
I'm gonna say with the other owner, but if it's if like us, we're not active with her all the time. She gets bored. She gets yeah. lonely, and she um would just go. She'll get into something. <laughs> Always do. She would get into something. It's like, hey, okay, you're not playing with me. Let me go find something to play with. One time, this she had to be about six months old, <laughs> and I was in the off my office working and I can just hear something just moving. Rent, rent, moving. Just, and I'm it, like, it's just here. And I go in the living room. She is pulling the couch. <laughs> she is literally just got it if by I had the screensh- I think I had screenshots of it. Did, I don't and remember. She but... is literally pulling the couch from against the wall. I'm like, what in the world is What your type problem? of strength is this? But I've seen husky videos where dogs But they were adults that yeah, they wanted six they months. Want, right. They won that, that that age, but they they just ripped the whole couch apart. Yeah. They tore up everything yeah, when that just, person they, they left them at home. They were mad at their own Yeah. But Luna specifically was pulling on everything, teething like crazy, right. and chewing on stuff. Yeah. She liked the um of the couch, and she liked the the um cocktail table. Yeah. She would the coffee table. Yeah, yeah. That's what she would she would just even she chewed on uh. Um, my dad's old slippers. She chewed on that. <laughs> she, she didn't get into my shoes. No, no, no. She only did that one time, and that was it. And she's like, that was fun and whatever. And then uh, she chewed up on a TV stand, not the actual TV stand, like what you put on TV. I talk about like the uh, the little things that we normally will have anyway. The TV dinner. Yeah. The TV dinner stand. It's yeah. a, it was a wooden one. She mm-hmm. had a good time with that one. We had to throw that away <laughs> and get plastic I ones I think we instead. still have some pictures with those teeth marks in them. Yeah. She she did a good job on chewing us. Even though we had We called toys, her a beaver for that. Right, but we had chew toys for her. But yeah. I guess it wasn't hard enough for her as far as teething. Because she had a bite. Yeah, mm-hmm. she really she really wanted to um, chew on that. So, hey, still she got her. She chewed up her new bed. <laughs> That she did. I'm like, this and is she not. She looked so cute in the bed too. I have pictures of that, and I'm like, it's nice and that cute. That was, she was not like, what no, that no. was for. It was for you to lay down in and go to sleep. But no, we're gonna chew up and tear up the bed. And we even, at least I anyway, made a cushion for her to to like lay on the back seat of your old car, and she chewed on that too. <laughs> we had to throw that away. <laughs> I'm like, good thing that was clearance fabric. My gosh, <laughs> and it was nice fleece too. Good thing that we was like, okay, that's that's the nature of having a, a pet. You can't get mad because that's the process that they go through. All of us teeth, yeah. you know, and chew on things. Even as infants, they chew on either the fist, they're going to chew on a teething the ring. they going to, yeah, the feet. They're going to chew on the pacifier, you know, whatever it is that's going to satisfy that. in their grasp. But instead of dealing with an infant that cannot walk, you're dealing with some animal that can walk already and have like somewhat of a conscious of when the world's right, going on. Right. <laughs> because I picked her up, I was talking on mama, I was talking to mama on the phone in the car and she said, what is that noise going on? I said, I just bought a husky and she's in a crate and she is in the back of the car. She's and she was out. like yapping, 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 whining. I don't know if she had a little howl at that time. And then all of a sudden, the yapping stopped. So by the time that I made it home and was in the garage and opened it up, the yapping stopped because she had to go to the bathroom. 
and she did it in that crate, but she separated herself from it. Like, okay, you over you over there, mess, but I'm gonna be over here in this corner. Is she still does that to this yeah, day? Is she I, has I, a few yeah, accidents? I, I get away from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, of course, I cleaned out the crate, and your daddy got her inside. And <laughs> I'll tell it from my perspective after this because you had to, um, because at the time I think you were. I had to go back to work. Yeah, <laughs> and um. I, I couldn't really get out of school because of certain reasons, and I finally took my lunch, at least not take my lunch, I took, these was on my lunch break, let's say that, mm-hmm. and it was roughly like 45 minutes, so I was like, okay, I'm going to see the new puppy. I was timid as much as she was. She was coming, creeping out of y'all's bedroom anyway. Because daddy gave her a little rinse mm-hmm. and um she snuck underneath y'all's bed immediately afterwards. <laughs> and specifically she was trying to creep her way around the corner anyway out of y'all's bedroom. And as soon as she saw me, she just scurried back into <laughs> y'all's bedroom underneath the bed. And I and I was And she was get the center the center of the yeah. being underneath, right there in the center, because she she knew no one could reach and get her. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be just a whole bonding session. Please don't trust me. But y'all did that. You and your daddy, like I said, they did it because I didn't. They <laughs> We laid on the floor. Laid on the floor in the living room, and they with stayed her with her. With a bowl of kibble trying to yeah, convince her. All night. But like I told him, I said, she has that separation anxiety. She knew that she was with her mom and her siblings. Now she's not. So it's no one in the household that looks like her. So it's going to have to be an adjustment for her. And even when she did come out the room and she was in the living room, where was she? Underneath the couch. Underneath the couch in the center of the couch. <laughs> yeah. And she, you got to picture her yep. underneath there, you know. And she had to give her a little kibble just to get her from underneath even the couch. Even halfway out. Right. She wasn't even coming out fully. But I, th- I think it took like maybe a, a, a few day. nights. Or, Not even a few nights. I'll say like. I was like two nights. It was it wasn't like a week or something. It was like before she said, "Okay, I'ma come for money." But she still ran away from your daddy a lot, even yeah. when she got about two months, three months old. She was yeah. still running away from him. Speak of the dog. Yeah. Who is she barking at? Tony. No. Barking at death. No, I guess she is barking at her. She runs down the hall. <laughs> I don't know what she did. I don't know, but if you can hear, you probably hear some barking in the background. But that's she loves to talk. That's mm-hmm. her thing. That, she that's got her to. thing. She got. She she gonna say with her chest. She gonna say with her chest, no matter what, because she she'll talk over you too. Yeah. And have a whole conversation, and the amount of arguments that y'all had have not seen has been cut out or anything like that in these podcast episodes because sometimes she would talk. Yeah. <laughs> and I know we had, like, a whole argument session one time. I'm like, donkey, he does. She was like, woo-woo, <laughs> just going at it. It was too funny. And the veterinarian I, told me, she said, you know, huskies talk, but she said the female ones have a lot to say. Yeah. Those I'm are a, and very, that's what, very um, vocal. That's what uh, my cousin said, too, because she has, like, that male pit and these pit and is it a pit bull? Yes. Bulldog, my bad. And uh, specifically, she was like, is it male or female? And I'm like, it's a female. Oh, she probably got a lot to say to y'all. She, she do have a lot to say. <laughs> and she, I'm like, she All wrong. the time. Even if she feel like, oh, 
good morning or hello, you did not feed me. Hello, you did not give me a better She would nudge your you hand, not, be like, yeah. give me attention and everything my, like that. my head. What is the deal with Give me today? belly rubs. Never right. seen a dog that loves belly rubs as much as she do. All dogs love belly rubs, I think. Angel did not. <laughs> she was like, okay. Like I said, Angel was more independent. Yeah. Angel was more of the outside dog than the inside dog. Yeah. But um, Luna is definitely a character that has developed over time because too much personality. <laughs> too much. I mean, the way that she be knucking and bucking like a bull, galloping like a horse, right. to even spider monkey, uh, just running around like crazy. Yeah. And that's why I call her a monkey because she reminds me of a spider monkey swinging in trees. <laughs> no, that video we have of her when we had that mattress. You know, the mattress oh. used to practice on as far as flipping in the house. Mm-hmm. We put the mattress up so she couldn't you go. You have the video. It's I so funny. I do have the video. She going to crash into it like, I'm strong. I can do it. I can knock it down. No. <laughs> Damn. But she did climb she onto climbed the love over it. I was like, and got on the ledge because you were in the kitchen. Yeah. And she was like, oh. I'm, I'm not sure whether I can make it in here or not, but I'm going to try. She I'm gonna slept do it. down because you didn't see my side. You only saw, like, the majority right, of it. Right. But, but that landing was definitely given, like, a cat's landing. Okay. <laughs> like, a little bit of a splat, but we still landed on four feet. <laughs> she she would do it. She would try. She would figure. Like you say, she's she always gonna, thinking. thinking. She's going to figure it she out. she's going to figure it out. She's going to figure it out. <laughs> and the way that I sound to this dog like a mother to her... <laughs> Surprise, my mom and sometimes daddy, sometimes the thing I said, I'm like, doggy, he don't sit down, sit down somewhere. And sit. she sit down. <laughs> I'm like, okay. But like, she would down. sit down. She would sit with me at times because my command for her to sit, I just put my finger up. I say, Luna, sit. Now, trust me, she's going to give me some feedback. She's like, going to be defiant as she always do. Like, I don't care if you're telling me to sit down. I'm going to sit down because I'm sitting down. But if I, I enter the room, down, I'm like, sit down, dog. She would just sit. Make gruff or whatever. I said, I don't care she about the She has puffed at us before. Yeah, I said, but you can. You go, you gonna sit, and she'll sit, and then lay, laying down. It's like she's that's dramatic. drama. She's like, that's drama. <laughs> but she's been doing down. that ever since I first taught her, anyway. Because I think she was about maybe two or three months old yeah, when you yeah. taught her to do the paw paw yeah. and the high five. First dog I actually got succeeded to do that because I was trying to make Angel learn it, but I think she was just too old to even. Uh, think about learning tricks like that Angel but one thing that stuff. Angel could do anyway that Luna tries but she's just not that good at is to dance dance and, <laughs> and then spin go around, around and, yeah. and, and in the circle yeah. on her hind legs the way she did I know I got videos of her doing yeah. that too yeah. and um specifically with Luna on the other hand she could jump real high not saying Angel couldn't either but Luna could jump real high the motivation is a treat yeah always always treats cookies but the way she jumped, it's almost like she anger her body away mm-hmm. or whatever. It's, it's almost I'm like get it. <laughs> it's a trick, you mm-hmm. know. I'm going to jump and get it. No, I'm gonna like She's a very agile dog. We keep saying alone that we like should I take her to you, an agility course. It's, a, it's an agility course here. Yeah. I know there's right plenty. Right down the street. And it's just finding the time and also finding uh, a class that's available. That's right. it. But I know she would love it, especially yeah. when it comes to, like, running around and just exerting her energy. Of course, after the exertion runs out, she's going to be like, y'all, I'm tired. Can Let's we go, go home? Let's go home. I want to go home. It's, this is too much. This is the most goofy dog that we probably have ever had in our collective lives. I would just say just something, a, a pet with a lot of personality. Yeah. 
um, a lot of characteristics yeah. when it comes down to her. The co- she collect all of us because she know how to say no. She the dog know no. how to say no because of my dad because he would do this just shake her head, shake shake his head from side to side, signaling to her that that means no. And she'll do the same thing just in a playful way, like right. no, I ain't gonna do that, no. <laughs> and I'm like this dog. <laughs> She does playful sneezes. Yeah, I think some owners know exactly what they mean. Yeah, Yeah, like some owners know exactly what I mean. Just like playful sneezing, Mm -hmm. just going at it. And it's like, really, (laughs) you suck yourself up. And she can say, I love you. Mm -hmm. Trying to get her to say thank you. Trying to get her to be patient and say grace. I tried to teach her how to wave, but she just got it too, like, impatient. She did, you know, that part. But I don't think that you... I don't think she understands the gesture of like right. a signaling of a wave. That's what I don't think you gave her enough time as far as training on that Me either, one. No. You know, but you, like it. you wave a treating from her, she's gonna figure it out. Yeah. Oh, you said hello. Yeah, we can do hello because with other people, not even with with um your uncle, she did the paw, mm-hmm. the paw, mm-hmm. and the high five with him. Mm-hmm. You know. But he didn't have a treat, but it was just the fact that I think he had some food. <laughs> yeah. And she thought she was going to get some. Yep. So, yeah. This dog, all, another animal that also loves human food a wee bit too much. Yeah. We what try we to make to sure. We try to make sure the food that we do give her, we look it up online. Yeah. We Google it to make sure like it's we give her, that she can like, eat. It's not like it's a meal replacement either. No, it's no. like it, we give it to her as like either a snack or mix it in with her food. That's what we normally would do. Yeah. Like eggs. Good source of protein. Mm. Another good source of protein is like chicken. Tell the story, mama. Okay, we were <laughs> your. I were in the bedroom and I heard her making, you know, like snappy noise, uh-huh. like she, like she growling, growling. To... I'm like, what is the deal? So I look on the camera and I see my husband in her crate. You know, I'm like, what is he trying to do? You know, with her, and he said. I'm like, what's going on? I, I get up and I said, what's going on? With, with She got some in the mouth, but she ain't going to let me get it because she, she's like, <laughs> she uh-uh. She, she's like, uh-uh, this, this is mine. You ain't getting this out of my mouth. So he was trying to figure out what it was. When he went back in the kitchen because he was unthawing some chicken legs, one of them was gone. Luna got it. <laughs> he said she must have plotted on this for a long time. Because he's been doing the same ritual ever since I was younger. Yeah. But I thought the chicken, anyway, in a cold water, because mm-hmm. that's what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to do it in warm water, people. And uh, let it unthought either at most overnight or at most a couple hours. And he would normally do that just scot-free, just open. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but he did it when we was at the other house. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ever since I was younger, anyway. Yeah, and, you know, he, he that's, that's just, I guess that's what he grew up doing. Yeah, and he either grew up doing or it. was taught to do because but he, he did went work outside. at churches. <laughs> Or something. He I think went he went outside. outside for like the meal, or he left something out in the car. Yeah, or he something. went outside for something, and that was a prime opportunity to get it. Because when he went back over there, he said it was four chicken legs over here. Now it's three. That's what it was that she had. <laughs> That's what she was eating. We were just hoping that nothing damaged her inside because it was a chicken leg. It yeah. was a bone in yeah. there, you know. But we looked it up anyway. It's fine for a dog to eat like raw chicken, especially even the bone too. It just the bone cannot be cooked. Speak of the devil, here she comes. 
<laughs> so speak of the devil when you call her name. Cooking <laughs> you had everything to say what you gotta say, honey? She's like, yeah. She's just looking at us. But, anywho, you got anything to say? You gonna lay down? Yeah, lay down. Alright. She laid down for us. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we have so many stories about her in general, and just, we can go on and on for days and days and days. But she's probably the most expressive dog that we had collectively. And she has her own little personality that we yep. just, and her own quirks that we just love and adore for God craze. And uh, I think we're going to take a little break and we're going to talk about these uh, three people anyway. Yeah. All right. All righty. Let's take a break. All right, Mama, get your papers ready, people, because we're going to talk about history. We're going to talk about history. Okay, so the, the first um, one is going to be about the first African American female veterinarians, and size two. Hmm? It's an emphasize two on yeah, the sense of veterinarians. <laughs> exactly, female veterinarians. So the first one that I am going to talk about is going to be Dr. Jane Hinton, and Dr. Hinton. This, I'm gonna say, this, this her picture right here. This, oh, I had to figure it out myself. That's yeah, her right that's here. Dr. Hinton. Mm-hmm. Dr. Hinton received her Doctor of Veterinary Medicine degree in 1949 from the University of Pennsylvania. It was inevitable that Dr. Hinton was going to be an educator and or involved with medicine. Her father, Dr. William Augustus Hinton, was a microbiologist and the first African-American professor at Harvard University. Wow. Her mother was a high school teacher and a social worker. So you got education in your family. Yeah. So that field you went into, but you went into the education field as far as veterinary medicine. Mm -hmm. So before she began studying for her veterinarian degree, Dr. Hinton worked as a laboratory technician at Harvard. In 1931, her father developed a medical laboratory technique course, which was open to women. So while working in Harvard's laboratory, she co-developed the Mueller-Hinton agar with John Howard Mueller. This agar, or broth, was a medium developed um, to isolate the Neisseria bacteria that caused meningococcal meningitis, and gonorrhea. Mm -hmm. It became the most widely used cultural medium for, I guess I'm saying this right, Neisseria Mueller-Hinton agar became a standard laboratory medium for this purpose. So during World War II, Dr. Hinton also worked as a lab technician in Arizona. So after the war, Hinton studied veterinary medicine at the University of Pennsylvania, where she received her Doctor of Veterinary Medicine uh, degree in 1949. Mm-hmm. So after receiving her degree, she practiced as a small animal veterinarian in Canton, Massachusetts, and then served as a vet- federal government inspector in Framingham, Massachusetts. So uh, let's go to Dr. Webb. So Alfredo Johnson Webb, she was born February 21st, 1923 in Mobile, Alabama. She was a professor of biology and a doctor of veterinary medicine. She was the first black woman licensed 
to practice veterinary mm-hmm. medicine licensed in the United States. Yes. So Webb was born, as I stated, February 21st, 1923 in Mobile, Alabama to Katie Lee Avon. Johnson and Bib Garden Johnson. She earned a Bachelor of Science degree from Tuskegee Institute in 1943 mm-hmm. and her Doctor of Veterinary Medicine in 1949 from the Tuskegee Institute, uh, which is now the University School of Veterinary Medicine. Mm-hmm. Webb was the first of two African American women to graduate from a school of veterinary medicine in the United States in 1949. She then took faculty study leave from Tuskegee to earn her master's degree um, in anatomy from Michigan State University in 1950. All right. And so Patricia, she, she got recognition specifically by yeah. Michigan State, too, on, like, their website and stuff like that, which I'll leave down in the description for y'all to read. All right. And she has some professional veterinary positions. She also has some political and government positions. I don't want to try to leave out anything on that, we'll just put that on the website mm-hmm. for uh, Dr. Webb. Yeah. Let's look back at Dr. Hinton. Just a little bit on her past life and education a little bit more. Well, I think we, okay, we'll go back to her. As far as Dr. Hinton, mm-hmm. I didn't say when she was born. She was born May 1st, 1919. We did mention her father's name, William Augustus Hinton, and he was a bacteriologist and a pathologist pathologist who was an expert in the diagnosis and treatment of syphilis, including the development of tests for syphilis. That's why she did the agar, because mm-hmm, of, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. she was a lab technician. I'm going to say we learned a little bit more with y'all. That's what yeah. we're doing. So her father was the son of a former slave, and he was the first African-American professor at Harvard University and the first African-American author of a textbook. He entered laboratory medicine because racism in Boston prevented him from gaining the, an internship in medicine. Mm-hmm. So he really wanted to become a doctor, but he couldn't do that. So he ended up working in a lab. Mm-hmm. Still gave some things, right. you know, um, contributed in the in the field of medicine mm-hmm. with his lab work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jane Hinton, as I say, her mom was Ada. She was born in 1878. She was a high school teacher and social worker. She was born in Georgia. William and Ada married in 1909. They had two daughters, which was Jane and Ann Hinton Jones. Um, as we stated, Jane earned her undergraduate. No, no, we didn't state this before. But Jane Hinton earned her undergraduate degree at the age of 20 mm-hmm. from Simmons College in 1939. And then let me tell you something. This woman from 1919 to 2003, she lived good life. I say that all the time to yeah. anybody that, like, make it to their 80s. I'm like, you live good life. Right, <laughs> right. She did. So, um, she, yeah, she died at the age of 83. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, in my opinion, I always think to myself, I'm like, I want to be good at kicking in <laughs> when right. I hit 80. You know right. what I mean? So, I mean, just to be the co-developer of this Mueller-Hinton agar, this mm-hmm. This culture that is very fascinating. Yeah. Let's see anything else. A little bit more information. None hurt to do that. Okay, so Jane Hinton, together with John Taylor, the first African American graduate of the University of Pennsylvania Veterinary Medicine School, were honored during their school's centennial celebrations by 
the Minority Veterinary Students Association in 1984. I believe she was still around mm -hmm. to get that honor. Because mm -hmm. most of the time, anyway, with a lot of people that they uh, don't really get the honor sometimes till after death, which right, is not Right, right. Cool. And then you have family members there to accept that award on their behalf. So, yeah. All right. So those were the two ladies, Miss Alfreda uh, Webb and Jane Henson. What else do you want me to read about I her? mean, you could do specifically for uh, Dr. Webb anyway with the okay. uh, on these some of the honors because I okay. want to put that out there too. Okay, so the honors and awards that um, Dr. Afrida Webb seen received were in 1949, Webb became the first black member of the Women's Veterinary Association. Mm -hmm. Webb was the member of the American Association of Veterinary Anatomists. Sigma Psi, the Hayes Taylor YMCA, and the Gamma Sigma Delta Honorary Society. She received the Alpha Kappa Alpha, Alpha Award for Political Ex Excellence and the Distinguished Alumni Award from Tuskegee University in 1972. That's pretty neat. Mm -hmm. She was inducted into the NCA and T Agricultural Hall of Fame in 1999. In 2016, the North Carolina State College of Veterinary Medicine established a $50,000 endowed Dr. Alfreda Johnson Webb Scholarship Award to cover educational expenses for two students from underrepresented groups. Wow. That's nice. The That's endowment really nice. was established by gifts from the North Carolina Minority Veterinarians Association and matched funds from the R.B. Terry Charitable Foundation. Wow. That is very nice. It's very nice that they recognize her achievements and put it into like a funding for other people. They they raised funds and they had a fifty dollars fifty thousand dollars scholarship. They gave that to two students. That's very nice. The North Carolina State College of Veterinary Medicine, which sorts its faculty, staff, and students into four houses to support college well-being, has the house named after Webb. That's very cute. Right. We love we love that. We love that. We love that. Because not a lot of women will get recognized specifically by a college, in my opinion. And that's really good that she made her note right there. Well, And this is cute. House Webb has a dog on its crest to emphasize Webb's commitment to companion and lab animals and has the model fairness, equity, and justice. That's so that's cute. That's on the house. <laughs> wow. wow. These Love two it. women, in my opinion, is like that, that. I think it deserves another round of applause right there. We love that. We love that. These two wonderful women right here definitely put they stamp on the world. Love that. Right. Love, love, love that. Do you want to take a break before we talk about this last person? Yes, anyway? we can. All right, let's take a little break, and we're going to be right back to talk about the last person for the day that we're going to end the episode. Alrighty, this gonna get this gonna cut a little deep on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we gonna take our time, you know. Okay, so let's go. Um, the first male. Let me go to that. Okay, so, so who is this? <laughs> the person's name is Augustus Nathaniel Lushington. Alright, and I'm gonna start reading this. Alright, alright, alright. I'm listening. So veterinary medicine. Medicine has been taught at Cornell, Uni at Cornell 
since shortly after its founding in 1865, Dr. James Law, a distinguished veterinarian teacher and graduate of Edinburgh Veterinary College in Scotland, came to Cornell in 1868, setting higher requirements for a veterinarian degree than any other institution at that time. In 1871, the university faculty passed a resolution requiring four years of study for a bachelor's in veterinary science and an additional two years for a doctorate in veterinary medicine. Wow. So, I was say, we're trying to give you some context before we get into the actual person up in here anyway. Yeah. Um, a degree previously unavailable from any institution in the United States. So for the next 20 years, law lobbied state legislators for funding to expand Cornell's veterinary program into a genuine college. He mm -hmm. succeeded in 1894 mm -hmm. when the New York State Veterinary College was established, now known as Cornell University College of Veterinary Medicine. Mm -hmm. So that's how that was formed. Mm -hmm. So during these early years, the composition of students were predominantly white and male. Mm -hmm. When the university opened in the fall of 1868, Law's first classes included students who were working towards degrees in agricultural mm -hmm. and biological sciences, and a few special students who were pursuing veterinary degrees. Special students were individuals studying at Cornell on recommendation from a faculty member they were allowed the same courses and scholarly advantages as degree-earning students, but would instead receive a certificate mm. signed by the professor upon completion. Really? Mm. So Dr. Augustus Nathaniel Lushington was one such student. So he was a special student. Mm -hmm. Did everything that the white male students did, mm -hmm. but could not say that, I earn a degree. Yeah. You're going to give me a certificate. Come back or print up. <laughs> well, just, I'm doing the same thing. I should earn a degree right. for medicine. I should not get a certificate. I completed the same courses they mm -hmm. completed. Probably had a higher uh, score than what they yeah, had in those classes in anyway. Room, probably, especially right. being such a student, you know. Right. So, um, no, no, I digress, but. I was say, but this is the thing. Look, I, I want to pause for a second. If you read our blog post anyway, once again, I'll leave it down in the description for you just to see the whole blog page anyway. We do have an announcement on there that we recently posted on February 1st. And um, specifically, I've written that from head to toe. And it, yeah, it's, it's like on the sense of, even though we're talking about black history, even though we're talking about accomplishments and stuff like that that these people have done, at least these ethnic people have done anyway uh it's not like they didn't have to go through some struggles man yeah and, and we want to highlight on that and, and we want to because the thing is us as a race have been through struggles period yeah. and still go through it till this day yeah and we want to highlight that anyway because we're not going to be like belittle it like oh this is the achievements that they've done we're going to move forward no 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 we're going to talk about this like it's a history what lesson had, what they had to go through to even get their name recognized as right. far as being accomplished in that field. Right. But still, I can't get doctor in front of my name because I am a special student. Mm -hmm. And All also right. black. <laughs> right. So he enrolled at Cornell in 1890, initially to study medicine, but his interest in the veterinary was, was in the veterinarian field grew after he 
went in for medicine, he really started liking veterinarian medicine more than just the medical field. Mm-hmm. His Sometimes courses, it be like that. Yeah, you know? his courses included veterinary science mm-hmm. taught by Dr. Law, mm-hmm. Dr. James Law himself, mm-hmm. making Lustington the first recorded black, yep. that's right, making Lustington the first recorded black man to study veterinary medicine at Cornell. Mm-hmm. All right, so born on the island of Trinidad, circa, he was born in 1861. Mm-hmm. <laughs> earned good grades as a youth and was certified in a teacher training course in 1878. And this was at the age of 17. Wow. So Smart kid right there. Right. He taught in government schools in Trinidad, where he was promoted to the principalship. After several years, several years, some spent in Venezuela working for the railroad industry. Lushington made his way to uh, Binghamton in upstate New York in 1889. Mm-hmm. Still young. He mm-hmm. was 28 years old at Whoa, that time okay. to pursue higher education. There he met his first wife, Elizabeth Naomi Gavino Hubert, and he started a family. So to make ends meet during his time as a special student at Cornell, mm-hmm. Lushington worked as a custodian in the anatomical library as an animal uh, caretaker for Dr. Bert Green Wilder, professor of physiology physiology in the Department of Comparative Anatomy and Zoology. Uh, upon completion of Law's Veterinary Science course, Lushington received his signed certificate. Mm-hmm. And in 1893, he was listed as a member of the Executive Committee of the Cornell Medical Society, alongside two other landmark veterinary pr- professors, Drs. Pierre Fish and Grant Sherman Hopkins. I... Um, it's always, I'll pull up pictures, of course, yeah. of everything that we are looking at. <laughs> so, ultimately, however, Lushington decided to pursue his doctorate in veterinary medicine in Philadelphia at the University of Pennsylvania School of Veterinary Medicine, where in 1897, still going back to his age, mm-hmm. so he was 36 at this time. Oh, she, beca- human calculator here. Yeah. <laughs> he became... Um, the first black man to earn the veterinary medic, the VMD degree. He practiced veterinary medicine first in Pennsylvania, then in Virginia for nearly four decades, primarily oh. in large animal medicine. Mm-hmm. He was also a member of the National Medical Association, which was established in 1895 during an era when the majority of black physicians, dentists, pharma- pharmacists, and veterinarians were disenfranchised mm-hmm. from professional organizations. So they went they weren't even allowed to be yeah, a part so of, like, the, hmm. of the organization. <laughs> I'm like, man, that's what I'm saying in my head. So although Lushington's private practice was busy, he often faced racism of from course. white clients, some of whom refused to pay him for his services. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're going to come out and you're going to take care of my animal. I know you're good at what you do. I trust and he said you. large animals too, so I'm thinking like zoo animals type stuff. I'm thinking horses, I'm Could thinking um, cows, yeah. you know. I'm I'm thinking you animals could, on that side as far yeah. as farming is concerned. Could be farming or cattle stuff like that. Right. Know, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Especially thinking back at that time too. So. Right. Mm-hmm. So Lushton took on other jobs in Lynchburg, Virginia, to support his family, including as a statistician 
and reporter for the United States Bureau of Animal Industry and as a Senate city meat inspector. He was also promoted to uh, associate city probation officer for the municipal court. Moreover, Lutterton was prominent in the community as a member of the African-American branch of the Masons and St. Luke's Fraternal Organization, mm -hmm. the Lynchburg Chamber of Commerce as president of the Lynchburg Negro Business League and senior warden of the Chapel of the Good Shepherd Episcopal Church. Lutterton died in February of 1939 oh. and is buried at Forest Hill. How old? Was he when he died? Human calculator, do you? In that situation, most of the stuff is like kind of blurry too of what I pulled up because I pulled it. I pulled up the information this time for one. You probably need to go to the Encyclopedia Britannica, their website, and we'll look it up on there just to make sure. Just to make sure because while I'm editing, I'm like, uh, what are we doing? Yeah, we'll make sure that it's correct. Yeah, because like some of this is kind of like wishy-washy. Yeah. Oh, we'll just say on or around yeah that age died february 1939 and mm -hmm. spared as far as park mm -hmm. there is a there is a historical marker in its honor at his lynchburg residence and the university of pennsylvania displayed his portrait in the lobby of the gladys hall rosenthal building which i night. think that portrait that we saw on the other side of this paper is the this one that's portrait in right here no, and not that one. I think it's this one. Okay. Because they normally have like the name down there when it comes to portraits like that. But anywho, yeah. this is like... But those are our veterinarians mm -hmm. that we wanted mm -hmm. to recognize. The and first in the field, the obstacles obstacles they had to uh, endure mm -hmm. and overcome. Mm -hmm. And I just, looking at Dr. Lushington, just to know that, okay, I know I'm good at what I do. Right. I'm not really doing it for these people. I'm doing it because I'm passionate and making sure that these animals are taken care of. Right. I'm doing that. Um, I can get paid by them mm -hmm. if I'm going to get paid, but I'm also going to have my other jobs on the side too as mm -hmm. well. Just to know that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do whatever it takes to take care of my family. Right. And he has some prominent positions. Mm -hmm. So um, it does frustrate me to read history and to just – Trying Almost, to put myself yeah, in their said, shoes, right, right, and I, right. I can feel the pain. Right. I can feel their frustration, right. and I also, you know, just even talk to my mom about certain things. It frustrates she, she me. She's been through a few bits yeah. of herself. Yeah, which hopefully one day we'll have we'll her on the podcast. One day soon, we're yeah. gonna make sure that we get her. Trying to figure it out to yeah. get her on we're, the podcast. We're gonna try to figure out a way. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, just to hear these people especially in the veterinary veterinarian field uh to hear what they have done yeah and even still get recognized because the thing is like yeah. i said they sometimes they just push people under the, the broom just to be like whatever underneath but the rug underneath the rug <laughs> with a broom sweep with the broom anyway <laughs> sweep underneath the rug to uh just like shine another person a gay white person just to not even recognize these people and thankfully not only the two women got recognized in their own field but he got recognized he got recognition too. as well and yeah. um just to have that out there just makes me you know happy and blessed to even but you don't know what that individual had to go through to get that recognition to them yeah, yeah. they you know 
people had to fight. Yeah. They probably had to go to the legislator. They probably had to go to the city. You know, when it come down to getting markers put up, when it come right. down to get somebody's name put somewhere, yeah. they got to be approved by yeah. a group of people. Yeah. You probably got to have uh, a list going on yeah. to get people. It's it's so it, much. It just can go on and on with what you have to do. But the thing about it is that it was that person's fight. It was something that they wanted to do to give recognition to these individuals, mm-hmm. and that's that's what happened. And so, we're yeah. shining light on them on yeah. this podcast to this day. So. I'm like, it, I love doing this, and yeah. this is definitely like you know, it's some insight. And like I said, it's not like we're doing this like as a report history. This is like we find information about these certain people, especially that's kind of correlating to our topic, right? And just going off of we print it out and we're just going to run along with the punches. So it's almost like a history lesson for us as well, mid recording yeah, while I, we do it. I didn't read this until we really got ready to. Uh, to discuss it, and yeah. I think to me at a, at a at this point, I want to be surprised about it too. Yeah, you I know. Do too. So it was new women. I just tell her what I want us to do this week, and mm-hmm. she went and she researched it, and she she did it for me. So mm-hmm. I'm glad I got to learn about and was introduced and got to meet Dr. Luscious and Dr. Webb and Dr. Henson. Mm-hmm. So me too, yes. me too. Alrighty, guys, we're gonna end this podcast episode after this short little break. Alrighty, folks, if you enjoyed this week's podcast episode, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us specifically on Apple and Spotify. And uh, go to our website. It's www.whatsthetopicagain.com. We have blog posts up as we speak. So go read them. We take time. Please <laughs> just read it for a second, yeah. even if you click on it. Then we have like all the information specifically like that because this time for once it's like a report. Because last week it was a p- report from you for sure. Yeah. And then this week I would say I did a lot of the research beforehand as much as I could and still learning a lot of information mm-hmm. even as we speak, just mm-hmm. in depth anyway. And um, I will say for sure um, we will keep this train going off oh, bla- yeah, with Black History. And I don't know what we'll be doing next week, but I know it's going to be a surprise for sure as much as it is for y'all anyway. Uh, do you have any final notes, Mama? No, as I would usually say, take your time, enjoy your week, mm-hmm. enjoy your family. Yeah. Um, every day is a blessing. Yeah. And I would say, live every day to the fullest. Mm-hmm. You know, just don't try to always think about okay, the future, the future, the future. Live in the present. Yeah. Because we don't know what the future holds for us. Yeah. Do not live in the past because you can't do nothing to change that. Right. Live in the present. And I'm not only am I saying this for you, I'm also saying it for myself. Right. I try to make sure that I keep the past in the past. Uh, maybe I can discuss it, uh, good times, bad times, or whatever, but I can't do nothing to change it. Right. So accept it, move on, live in the present, because you d- don't know you can have something uh, or may not be talking to an individual or not doing anything today, and you don't know whether individual is going to be here tomorrow. Or not. Yeah. So, please don't shut anybody out of your life because you don't know. You yeah. never know. Each day, live it to the fullest. I, I would say each second, each each breath that you take, yeah, live it. Be thankful for it. Mm-hmm. 
and we're gonna just move on. I I can go. That can be a whole nother topic. Yeah, I'm just like, we did alone, motivation last week. We don't. I'm not gonna do that. But <laughs> enjoy the rest of your week. I, agree. I appreciate you all I, uh, taking the time out to listen and yes. to watch. Yes. Watch us. And uh, I would say this: be safe in these winter streets because they're gonna keep fighting <laughs> no matter yeah. what. Especially up north for sure. Especially yeah, north, in, northwest. Yep. Yeah. And um, get your shots up. Get your, uh. Stay bundled up, stay warm. Yeah, because that that <laughs> virus is still out. Yep. And we 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 just desperate like please stay, stay yeah, safe, please. And uh, yeah, we're gonna see you guys next week. So have a nice, wonderful rest of your week. <laughs>